Hello, my beautiful souls, and welcome back to Love Yourself Fiercely. I usually do the intro when I have my guests with me, but this time, my guest, Melissa Byers, and I were so deep into a conversation already, we just had to hit record and carry on. It was such a beautiful conversation with such a remarkable soul. If you ever get the opportunity, and I recommend that you follow her so you can, to be in Melissa's energy, it is palpable. I could be around her or listen to her speak all day, every day. She's magic, really. Um, And I am so, so excited for you to hear this conversation. Melissa is a life coach who's currently working towards her certification to become a mastery coach. And she spends most of her time with her two boys, Cohen, who's 10, and Logan, who's seven months. And when she's not doing that, she is teaching women how to raise self-awareness through deconstructing and recategorizing their emotions to avoid self-sabotage. And that she does. Um, And you'll hear all about her own journey to get to where she is and how she stepped out of fear and into her dream life. And it's beautiful. And if that really wasn't enough to make you want to like be around her all of the time, she loves to play and dance and drink wine and coffee. My kind of girl. She loves connection and her core values, which you will feel in this episode. And you will absolutely see when you follow her because you will. Her values include family, fun, health, contribution, growth, and trust. And she truly is the woman that you want to be your best friend. So I will link her social media handles in the show notes. And I swear, give her a follow, check her out. She's remarkable. And Even if you don't listen past this moment, do it. But I certainly, certainly recommend that you give this episode uh, a listen to the end because it's a beautiful one. So as always, thank you for being here. I'm so excited to share this with you, sending you love and light always. And please know that you are enough and you are worthy just as you are. I relate my story to transformation of metamorphosis. Okay, so let me explain that to you. (laughs) It's when people are put in tough situations, so they're forced to adapt to their surroundings. Ideally, my pain created my mental being. Yes. Like that one? Yeah. Okay, That that is the truth. So let me start from the beginning, and then I'll kind of transition a little bit at the end. Perfect. So for me, it started um, when I was a young girl. I grew up in an environment that flourished on core values. Um, We didn't focus on living into a particular religion or culture. So we didn't attend church or talk about God, spirituality, all those beautiful things. Um, Basically, my entire way of being was based on values. Um, Love was shown often through touch, such as hugs and kisses. We all love our hugs and kisses. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we were often told, I love you two to three times a day. I do that with my uh, children as well. So you can see. It's beautiful. It's from. Uh, my, parent, my parents' work ethics didn't go unnoticed. So basically they worked long hours, um, strenuous days. Movement was apparent as my mom moved her body daily. And oftentimes I would join her. Oh my gosh, I remember this too. She would like, You'd be in the living room and she would wear her headband and her high socks. Yes. <laughs> That's so best. Oh, I'm just picturing it as I'm sharing this story. So um, living into those parts of them soon became a part of me. And I'm going to talk a little bit about the importance of welcoming all that. But 
even the toughest of times, I downloaded it all like a wet sponge. My parents fought daily. Um, it became our norm. And oftentimes I would stare at the TV, sucking my thumb and <laughs> basically just putting a, bum a, bu a bubble, I can't even say that, of numbness around me. Right. Um, they fought about money or lack of. And that's where a lot of my pain began. And that's where I talk a little bit about the transformation of metamorphosis. Um, what I didn't know was that part of me, I thought that I left behind years ago, um, was suddenly showing its face. Um, we thought, basically what happened is I transitioned into a relationship and I was about 18 years old. And we fought, we fought and we fought. And I had recognized a lot of the patterns from um, my parents, not then, more so now. Right. And money was a massive um, issue for us. It it, uh, it became overwhelming, I would say, in many ways. Mm -hmm. um, and then slowly, um, it became very abusive. It was a very abusive relationship as well. And it, like I said, it became a part of me. It was who I, who I was. And sorry, this is like a little bit tough for me to share. I was like, I got to intuitively listen to this. I got to listen to this part. I got to share this. I was thinking about it earlier. I'm like, should I share this part of me? And I have to share it. So I remember distinctly, um, I was about, I had my son about 24 years old. And I think I was about 27 at the time. And our, we were still together off and on. Mm -hmm. And I remember driving in the car. And I had text messages. It was like beep, 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 beep. And then by the time I pulled in the driveway, there was about 30 text messages wow. at this point. And I remember looking down and I could feel it in my gut. It was like that tight feeling. The tension was in my shoulders. Uh, my palms were sweating. Because I knew, I knew based on the patterns that there was going to be some sort of violence either in how he wanted to emotionally make me feel or soon enough abusively. Right. Ended up walking. And this is, this is, this is the part. This is the part. I ended up walking into my house at the time. I was renting with my son. Mm -hmm. And my mom was there. She was making me um, dinner. I just went out to do a quick workout. And I went in. And she looked at me and she's like, is everything okay? And I looked down and I said, just give me a few minutes. I just need to go in the room. And ah, this is this is a tough one. I went in the room and there was a fireplace and I looked at the fireplace for about five to 10 minutes, which may have felt like a lifetime. Mm -hmm. And the tension didn't go away. It was heavy. And I remember looking at this fireplace and the door was shut and I heard my son knocking, mommy, 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 come out, come out. And all of a sudden I looked up at the fireplace and I thought, I'm going to be okay. Yes. I'm going to be okay. And I felt lighter and, and I wiped the tears off my eyes and it was just, and it wasn't just that moment. That was the pivotal moment for me. And I, and obviously there's like a series of events that I experienced prior to, but that moment I realized this isn't who I am. This isn't a part of me. This is not my core values. This is not, this is not who I am. This is a continuing pattern that I'm allowing. I'm allowing because I have no idea who I am. Right. Because I lost myself along the way. 
And that moment completely changed my life. And I'll tell you right now, I never went back ever. So I have to just pause you there and say, I just fully got goosebumps because I think, I think it's so powerful. Those moments where there's just this overwhelming feeling of I'm going to be okay. And I can think of mine and I think many of my listeners can think of theirs or stories like this really empower them to believe that they will come. Those Mm -hmm. moments of clarity and peace within ourselves come. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, whether we want to believe they come from God, whether we want to believe they come from the universe or source, they come. And when they do, it's so strong and it's empowering beyond words and it's strength just like you said and I never went back but that's the that's the knowing that no matter what happens moving forward this doesn't serve me anymore mm-hmm. and that's the power in it. it's just so beautiful thank you appreciate that and I love that you say that too because it wasn't an alignment I didn't know then what I know now and I always say I just didn't know what I didn't know Yep. I was just in a, a transformational metamorphosis stage, right? I learned from my pain. A lot of us do learn from our pain because we're just so sick and tired of feeling sick and tired and you want to find a way out. Yep. And now knowing what I know now, I know that I will never let that or allow that in my life ever again. But it was a part of me and I learned throughout it and I would never take it away. I, I don't regret any of it. It's, it's who I am today. And I love that too. So that's part of my story. My listeners know quite well that, um, you know, thank you for hurting me. It helped me to grow is something I've said many, many times in my lifetime. Um, You know, all of the pain and all of the bumps and all of the bruises and all of the feeling those seasons of life where you just feel so uncertain and so out of control. um, All of those are your path they're the path to get you to that place where you say, I will never stand for that again. Right. It's such a beautiful journey, not in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I, it's something that I've said. It's something that I teach people. Thank you for hurting me. It helped me to grow. Mm, I love that. um, it allows you to gain that power back when you feel powerless in a, in a situation, when you feel out of control or a season of life where you don't know what you're left from your right. When you reclaim that and say, what you did to me no longer affects me, it allows us release, right? It, it gets that piece of knowing that it, you won't stand for that anymore. So I love that, that you also experienced something like that. I love that. I love that. So that was your turning point. <laughs> and so then that was, how many years ago was that? When you were like, this is it? I would say I was 20. Oh my gosh, how old am I right now? I'll be 34 in September. So I was 27. And then, did you want me to share a little bit more into? because yeah, I want to know, because then okay. there's that pivotal change. Yes, yes. And then, you know, you're this like powerhouse now. So yeah. Oh, I love you. A little bit more. Uh, I feel like we're already like besties. I know. 
<laughs> so I was 27 and I think it was in, I believe it was in that year mm -hmm. that I decided. So I decided that I didn't want to allow that anymore. And then I decided, say that right, that I needed to grow. Mm -hmm. And I didn't learn till later on that growth is a pivotal value of mine. It's really important. Talking about powerhouse, it's just, it's something that, that is in me, thrives in me. So I decided to get an education. And, oh, I remember this. I'll share this story. So I was, I, it was Mohawk College, actually. Me too. Mohawk <laughs> College. And I had no idea what I wanted to take, but I just wanted to get an education. Yeah. So I ended up looking in their flyers and online and I saw something to do with counseling and unconsciously now, well, mm -hmm. I didn't know back then is that I needed healing. Yeah. And so I signed up for the course. I went in and the secretary had told me that the course was canceled. So I said to her, okay, that's fine. Find something else for me. <laughs> And she's like, well, I don't know what's available. And I'm like, I'm not leaving until I'm signed up for a course. And I remember this, like I can envision it right now. Obviously I wasn't like, I didn't speak to her awful, but I was like, I am here. I am going to school. I'm here for a reason. Because if I didn't receive that phone call, I need to be standing right in front of you right now. And I need to figure it out. I have no idea how, but I'm going to figure it out. So she looked at the list and there was concurrent disorder. Um, then mental health and addictions. And she's like, okay, so is this appealing to you? I'm like, yes, I'm yeah. Because I, how I saw it is I was like, okay, this aligns with counseling. Mm -hmm. There's complete and utter alignment in there. So the, it was a year. So it was first concurrent and then addictions and mental. So I went in the classroom and lo and behold, there was doctors and nurses and people with bachelors and masters. Intimidating, intimidating because I had no education i had high school yeah right and i had the belief that i wasn't as good as these people so i sat in the back and i watched and i observed and because i am who i am i started slow i'd, I'd put my foot in a little bit and then I'd, I'd kind of bring it back and then put my foot in a little bit and bring it back because there was an intimidation there right i didn't believe i was worthy enough and there was a woman she was a nurse um she came up to me and she just started um interacting with me she was lovely she was uh, very welcoming both arms opened i, I can still feel to this day mm -hmm. and um we just connected we just connected and then a year goes by so i'm getting education and feeling more confident i am loving the heck out of myself like i have never felt this good in years like i don't even know if i've ever felt this good before so I'm getting education. I'm single woman. I have an incredible, beautiful boy. I'm paying for my own bills. I'm like working part time. I'm like, in my eyes, I'm like badass, right? Yeah, yeah you're <laughs> doing the things, right? <laughs> I'm like doing the thing, right? Um, so a year later, the teacher comes up to me after the course and she's like, you're not supposed to be in this course. I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, it's like a prerequisite. I just say that yeah. if I'm wrong. And I'm like, okay, so then why did you allow me? So I guess because I said, I'm not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. They put me in the class without her knowing. She didn't find out until later. I ended up getting the credit. But wow. that's when I decided that I want to further it. And then I went into social work. And then did two years of social work. And then from there, I ended up going into, I got accepted to university. Didn't go into university. Um, I just decided I was, I was healed. I was good. 
you know, I did the inner work, yep. I figured out more of my core values. I figured out who I was. Um, because as you know, social work is a deep dive. Yep. It's inner work. It's shadow work. So after that, it's like, okay, well, I know I can get into university. No problem. I was on honor roll. Yeah. Right. I did all the things that we talked about. I did all the things. And then, um, all of a sudden I just, I wasn't feeling good. I didn't feel good. I did it all. What do you mean? I did the thing. Yeah. You did all the things. <laughs> I did all the things. Society was supposed to accept me. Yeah. Like what? Like I'm feeling, I was feeling good for a year. Yeah. And then, um, I just, I felt lost. I just, you know, you know, when you know, yeah. and I, I, anyone who has been through this knows when it doesn't feel right. Any career path that they're transitioning into. I was in social work. I loved it. I worked in the agency. It was incredible, but there was gaps. There was gaps that I couldn't fill. Yeah. And I felt like that my voice wasn't being heard or they believed it was too noisy. Mm -hmm. First off, I was too noisy and then I wasn't being seen or heard. There was no middle ground. So I'm like, how can I fill in these gaps? What can I do? And then, <laughs> because I don't stop, I, I decided to transition into network marketing. And that's where I learned my power, right? Your power stance when you're speaking in front of people and you're convicted and you love your products. And, and that's a whole other story on its own. But that's what brought me into life coaching. And that was the transition because I still felt lost in network marketing. There was still gaps that I could not fill. Mm -hmm. I couldn't, I was trying to color it in, but it was just not working. Right. right. <laughs> and <laughs> I started my coaching about, I would say a year ago. It's been a year now and I have never felt so fulfilled and grounded and in alignment and I get to meet beautiful people like you and it it's true like you can have it all you really can have it all that does not mean that you're not going to experience anger frustration <laughs> overwhelm <laughs> happiness and joy there's six international emotions we're supposed to feel them right Absolutely. and like I always say that and then I welcome them all I welcome every single emotion, even in the times when I'm completely overwhelmed, I transition back to, okay, what would I teach my clients? Yeah. What would, I, what would I teach my clients? Because I can't, I have to do the do. I can't teach the do. I got to do the do because they're going to feel that energy. I'm going to mirror that, project it, deflect it. They're going to see that. Right. And we are our biggest cheerleaders and we have to be. Yeah. And we are our first client always. Yes. yes I love that. Right. Oh, that was good. Yeah. We are yeah. our first clients always. Mm -hmm. And, um, if we don't serve ourselves the way we show up for them, as you said, they feel that it's not, it doesn't, our coaching style no longer becomes authentic because it's from a place of fear and right. anguish. Um, I want to chat a little bit about that first feeling of alignment in coaching. I'm going to mm -hmm. share a little bit of a story with you. Okay. Love my it. Very. Okay. So my network marketing company, my mm -hmm. upline would borrow me for coaching. She would borrow me to coach our team mm -hmm. all of the time. We'd have these big, huge, like quarterly meetings and, um, 
Um, and I would just like shit my pants before I started, right? Like I'd be so scared. And then I would get on that Zoom call and I would talk. And um, I would like forget who I was for a minute. I would just be in such a zone. And the things that would come out of my mouth, I used to say they weren't even me talking. It was like I was taken over from this being that I was put on this earth to be. And I would walk away and I had never felt anything like that before. That invigorating feeling, that mm. feeling of pure, true alignment. I'd mm. never in my life felt it. And when that happened, when that started to happen, and then people would start to notice like, whoa, man, that's like something you should do. <laughs> and I would watch the videos back and I would really truly feel like, holy crap. I, it, I've never seen myself in such authenticity. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm just curious to know what your experience, like that first time you were like, this is alignment. This is what this feels like. <laughs> And I love that. That's a, that's a powerful story. I could totally, I can see you being a complete badass. I know we've just recently met, but I'm just going to be watching all of your badassness. Uh, you know, if, that's, if that's a word or not, but it's happening. It's our word. Uh, yeah, it's our word. <laughs> um, alignment. I would, I knew for years, I knew for years when I was in network marketing, the last two years was rough. I cried a lot. Um, I just wasn't getting to the next level. Uh, I wasn't feeling good. I was arguing with my partner again, projecting, right? And that's when, and then when I did transition over and I just decided, I just said enough is enough network marketing. And it wasn't difficult for me to tell my team. It wasn't because I, I knew for two years. Right. Right. And they could feel it. They, they knew. Yeah. They knew it was happening. But the alignment is a grounding feeling. Mm -hmm. And I, I want to explain this in a way where if someone's like to close their eyes and envision it, they could understand how important it is to just be within your body. It's for me, it's like being on the ocean, like on the sand, mm -hmm. right? And there's birds chirping and the waves are just going and you just have love all around you because love doesn't judge and fear does. There is yeah. nothing but acceptance and security and safety and freedom. And I know these are like words, they're deeper desires, right? But they're true. When you feel that, yeah. it's, it's limitless. And I did feel that. I'll, I'll, get, I'll get practical here because I was just giving a vision of how, how it's impossible. Practicality here is that I decided there was a woman I was connecting with who's followed me for years and um, I said, have you ever hired a life coach before? Because she's always needed some sort of guidance. Mm -hmm. And I said, she said, no. And I'm like, well, would you like to jump on a call? And she's like, sure. And it was amazing. Mind you, mind you, I did take Alyssa Nobrega's, um, her Mastery of Coaches program. So I did have I did have like training, right? I didn't just go in and let's go. I did have a, I do have a social work background as well. Like you said, you do as well. But so I did have a little bit of training, but you don't need all that. You don't need to do the this before that. Right. 
right? A lot of us do that. It's one of our blocks. We need to get the education before we can do this, or we need to know the second language before we can go on our trip, right? Or live in this country. Is it important? Some aspects? Yes, because you want to serve them on different levels, but every person needs you. doesn't matter what level you're at. If you're at a lower level, there's someone that's just starting off. Yeah. You're starting off. They're starting off. They're going to be congruent with you. And if you go up another level, you can have someone who's up another level too, and then they're going to be congruent with you. Right. So even though I did have that training, um, and it, it did help a bit, but you don't need it. And I did feel it on that call and she signed up like that. Like I had energy and I was like talking too much. <laughs> I just, I didn't know what I didn't know. And yeah, it was just like, it felt good. And I served her and she's still till this day, a part of my workshops and she cheers me on. I cheer her on all my clients. Like I, like I've taken all my clients a few times and yeah, they, they come back and we connect and it's just, it's a family, right? It really is a family. Okay. Obviously you have to do the professional like, yeah, of course. coach. Yeah. But like there's, there's boundaries, which you teach them, <laughs> but, uh, but no, as long as they know that they're safe and they're secure and they're heard, Mm -hmm. And they're being and like, I would say it's the biggest thing and being seen, being seen, being seen. Right. And that sometimes like I've heard of like, this is my coach, Alyssa, what she said, she's had people where they just like, Hey, I'm going to hire you. Cause I just want to be heard. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to be heard. Or there's some people who just like hire them because they just want to be seen. Like everyone has their own way of being and it doesn't matter what that being is. It's allowed and it's welcomed. Absolutely. So yeah, that, that was it for me. It was, a, it was an energy thing. That's amazing. Yeah. I love it. Um, <laughs> I really do love it. And I love that it's different from mine. And I love that like everybody who's ever found themselves in alignment can remember that moment and they can remember that feeling. And, uh, it just speaks to everything. I, uh, we probably both of us teach. Mm -hmm. It's those core values of being authentic and real to who we truly are, which for many, many, many women um, has been shut down and pushed down and suppressed all of their lives. That inner child was told too loud. You said it. I was too noisy or I was not noisy enough. <coughs> Excuse me. And, um, and so when when somebody provides a place where they say that little girl is seen, heard enough and worthy, mm -hmm. that it's, it's transformational, mm -hmm. transformational. And for so many of us, myself included, many, many, many years of my life, men, I mean, I'm 35, I'm going to be 35, 30 of them. Mm -hmm. I was not enough mm. in my own being, in the way people treated me, in the way I believed they saw me. I was not enough. And because I'm a powerhouse, I fight back. I'll fucking prove you wrong. Right? <laughs> so we're about to swear. Good. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're definitely about to swear. Like, I will prove. And mm -hmm. that is how I achieved everything in my life was that place of I never felt worthy and I never felt enough, but you will not judge me and watch what I can do. But that wasn't authentic either. Right. And so my first coach mm -hmm. taught me that that little girl who was always enough, no matter how loud and boisterous she was, no matter how emotional she was, 
she was always enough. Um, and so I just, I'm so grateful that this world that I'm in allows me to connect with other women like you and we can serve everybody at, in a high, as a, we can just serve and we can teach and we can love and we can, um, let that little, let that little girl out and let uh, her, it's just, I've never been happier. Like you said, I've never loved something so much as I do this job. Like I've been in many, many, many different places, but this is not a job. This is my life's work. Oh yeah. I love yeah. that. I, I completely agree. And I love, I love that you said that too, the inner child. And that is the most beautiful, liberating mm -hmm. thing is to find out who she was, what her deeper desire is. Right. And, and, and I know mine, mine was like sassy. I was so sassy. So when like my inner child comes out, I, or you can call it ego. Uh, when my inner child comes out, I'm like, okay, like I see you, I hear you. Yeah. Like you're there, you're present. I got this. Like I got this right now. I gotta let her know I got this, yeah. right? So she comes out in times that I need her, but sometimes I'm like, okay, girl, like, <laughs> you know, the bull's coming out. I, I got this, but no, the, our inner child is the most uh, beautiful beautiful thing that we can welcome yeah and i love that you you said that because that is my favorite um exercise to do with my clients it's the most powerful there's a few that are like transformational but i would say that one is is one of them for sure yeah inner child work is like whew, it's big yeah. um, and it's I, I mean i still do inner child work all the time because you say your inner child is sassy. Oh yeah. I am like a firecracker as an adult, but my inner child was very, um, she was timid mm -hmm. and I sometimes have a really hard time connecting with her because I, it feels like two very different people. So it's interesting, but I do the work yeah. and I figure out like who she was. I try to remember who she was and what she needed to allow that into my life now. No, she's just so cute too. I know it. Yeah, she was, she was so sweet. <laughs> Sweet's not a word many people use to describe me anymore though. <laughs> all right. I have one more question. It's my okay. favorite question that I ask all of my guests. Um, please tell me which limiting belief can like, which limiting belief continues to come back for you and how, how do you recognize it and how do you work through it when it does come? Hmm. So I've been doing a lot of shadow work. Um, and I, and for me, this learning belief has been apparent for years. And I, I, I believe I had like five, but I would say more the ones that come up often or two. And I, and that's a little bit in the story that I described at the beginning mm -hmm. where my mom and dad would fight often. And when they fought often, it was over money. So not only do I, and, and they worked really hard to get their money when they had money. Sorry. When they had money, they really didn't have money. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, first off, I have to work really hard to make money and we fight over money. So then the attachment to that is that money destroys relationships. Yeah. Money is bad. Money is bad. Mm -hmm. So for me, it has been, um, reframing 
and I've I've really knocked this one out of the ballpark for me personally is that I see money as a relationship and how I view a relationship is that there's a fair exchange of energy so it's a mutual understanding yeah so I see it as love so how can I pour it into other people mm -hmm. connecting to money and relationship and then I see safety which is a relationship and I connect that to money and safety means okay basic means having a roof over my head yeah and then freedom freedom to create memories with the money so for me it's really just reframing how i view money and for me that has been a massive massive aha moment and 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 you know what i'm not going to say it goes away i don't think it ever goes away mm -hmm. and i don't know i'm not there yet Mm -hmm. But I'm working with it like you would in any relationship, like yeah. you with your partner, like you were with your children, like you were with yourself. Mm -hmm. That money was my money story for 20, 20, how old am I now? 30, 29 years. Yeah. 29 years, I thought that. Like the fact, like that's, that's, that's a lot of years. That's a lot right? of years. <laughs> years. So yeah. what I do, and I, I can give like, a, like an exercise is what I do is I will do a vision. Okay. So I think about money often. So I think about, okay, so who can I contribute to? Right? Relationship. Mm -hmm. um, freedom. Where can we travel to? Yeah. Right. So what, what, what is that doing? That's creating memories. I just, I just gave an example of that. So I really just go back and I write everything down. So I can reframe and change the way that I view it. And when you reframe, because we know you just hit a huge next level in your business last month, which is amazing. When you find yourself, so when you do that exercise, do you do that exercise before a launch? Do you do that exercise on a regular basis? Or do you do that when you're, when you're working towards that next income goal? I'd say all that. Yeah, all of it. I'd say it becomes noisy, right? We talked a little bit about noisy. It comes really noisy. Like when I had my workshop, my workshop, I charged next to nothing because I really wanted to serve. And um, I had this belief that COVID was <laughs> destroying everyone's bank account. And it was in some areas, but in other areas, it wasn't. I had people coming to me wanting to sign up one-on-one -on -one with me. So, but I did serve. I wanted to serve. I wanted to serve. And my workshop was really I believe was cheap for the value that was attached to it. So before I went to my workshop, that came up. Mm -hmm. You know, I was serving people, it came up. And I was like, and then all I thought was, you're here for service. This isn't about what they paid, this is about the service that you can provide them. Amen. The love, the love and service. And honestly, I envisioned those women coming out on top and they kicked ass. Yeah. All 10 women were engaging. There was crying. There was connecting. I, I did two live coaching sessions. Didn't even know that was going to happen. We walked through that. And then at the end, they, it, they didn't want it to end. They said, wish we did two more hours. Right. So I did the exercise. I did do that exercise going into it. And, and then I thought it was service, service, service. I envisioned it. I grounded it. I meditated on it. Yep. 
and this takes time. This shit just doesn't come overnight. So like you're gonna meditate and those the nerves don't go away. They, they, they're still there. I just knew why I was going into it. And when you know why you're going into it, that's your intention. Mm-hmm. You have no intention but to serve. Your intention to just make money. Right. Do you, do you deserve the money? Yeah, because look what you can do with it. I just explained it all. Yeah. Yeah, it becomes real when launches or mm-hmm. it doesn't come it doesn't come when I do one-on-one sessions because I don't know why when I tell my pricing I'm like convicted like this is what I'm worth this is what you're gonna get That's you're gonna crazy. kick ass but every other area so yeah see I'm still figuring it out <laughs> well because it's one of those things like it's it's one of those things I think money, we all have a money story. Every single one of us has a money story, no matter where we came from, whether we had money, whether we didn't have money, there's always a story attached to it. Um, And I think, you know, it's pretty common in the coach. I'm sure everyone has limiting beliefs around money, but I think in the coaching world specifically, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of income statements being made by other coaches that can make our money stories come up. There's a lot of, um, who do I think I am charging that number? We get lost in those like different scenarios when in in reality, it's energy we're exchanging, as you said. Mm -hmm. When I'm pouring into my clients or my launches or what it is that I provide, the service in which I provide, that is an exchange for what they receive. And if I went to, if I went to the mall, mm-hmm. I wanted to purchase something, coach is not going to waiver their pricing because I have a problem with it. And so it's like really wrapping our minds around that inner knowing that we are providing service, a good, high quality, valuable service. And like, that's where I get stuck in my head is I have to come back to that always with my money story, always come back to my, what I pour in is valuable and it's from a place of love and authenticity and, and in exchange, my clients are going through transformational healing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that's there. You can't put a dollar price on that. Right. And I love that because I can give an example of that. Like just think of our education, Mm -hmm. how you pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to go in and there's 30 people in a classroom and you have one teacher, Mm -hmm. one teacher for 30 people, you're paying 10,000 for a year. If you're in university, maybe 5,000 for college. Mm-hmm. You are getting how many hours? I don't know. How many hours you get? I don't even know. My point being is that this, you work with us, you're working with one of us mm-hmm. and we're diving into you. Like, who are you? Because right. when you come out on top, you're going to be thriving in, you, well, depends on what you're coming into different coaches, right? You're going to be thriving your career. Yeah. Just say so you purchase five, $10,000 for a coach. You can make 20, 30, 40, 50, 60,000. Yeah. Right. So I just see it as an investment. I have spent over $50,000 in coaching and self-help books. And, and I'm telling you right now, and that's a big reason why I am who I am right now mm-hmm. is because I growth is a core value of mine. Yeah. And I think it's pivotal that if you want to be successful and not just money, but in all areas of life that you have to pour into yourself first. Like you said, you're a first client. Yep. Right. So agreed. It's important. Agreed. I think that every coach needs a coach. 
Yeah. <laughs> yes, they do. I do because yeah. what goes back to that, you know, belief that I have that we are our first client is we are serving five versions of Kelly ago. And as I continue to evolve, I continue to call in newer versions of myself. But if I don't continue to evolve and grow and be the best version of myself always, I cannot continue to help my clients evolve, right? Um, I'm going to hit my own upper limits and then I'm stagnant in my business. And, uh, and, that, and nobody wants that. <laughs> nobody wants that. And with, with growth and evolvement and success and all of the things, your limiting beliefs that you haven't even tapped into yet, those bitches are coming back. Right? <laughs> we haven't even touched those ones yet, yeah. but they're going to come. And, then, and I, love that. I love that you said that where you said when you're getting more successful, and I said this before we jumped on, is every level requires a new devil. What yeah. the ego does is the ego's job is to create one problem after another. Yeah. So if you have a bad relationship with money and you've found a way in which you can guide it and cure it that works for you, mm -hmm. something else is going to come up because that's the ego's job. Yeah. Right? So when you have a coach and you're up-leveling, that's when it's important to invest in yourself because it never goes away. No, it, it gets never. easier. It gets yeah. easier, right? Because we have the tools, we have the support, we have the growth, we have all those beautiful things on a platter, but it never goes away. So anyone listening right now, <laughs> if you are leveling up, every level requires a new devil. It is important to invest in yourself in all stages of life. All stages. Amen. Amen to that. Whether you are in business or whether you are on a growth journey in your, just in life, you know, you, if you are, you have a huge fitness goal and you've managed to lose 30, 40 pounds for yourself and you're stagnant, it's time to hire a trainer. If you are, you know, trying to take your, your relationship to the next level with your partner and you've exhausted all of the books and all of the tools, it's time to get a counselor. Yeah. It's time to get, you know, in every area and every problem, we are fierce. Women are fierce and we are powerful and we are fucking headstrong when we want something, but we only know what we know. Yeah. And I hired my first coach because I knew I had hit my brick wall. I had done everything that I could do to bring myself as far along as I could, but I couldn't go any further without help. Mm -hmm. I could not, and I knew it, and I could feel myself hitting that brick wall, left and right, left and right, left and right. And I, I, I knew, but it's like that in every area of our life. And um, I, a lot of my clients, it's really funny. They all have just like recently finished therapy. And I often get this question, what's the difference between therapy and life coaching? And I will always tell people therapy is diving deep into your past mm -hmm. and life coaching is digging deep into your future. Mm -hmm. We're digging deep into those pain points to get you through to your pleasure and mm -hmm. how to get you, how to transform you forward towards what you want, not just heal what mm -hmm. you have been through. Um, so I just think that's a really good way to kind of frame it for anyone who's like, but I probably don't need that relationship coach or that health and fitness trainer or that, you know, I'm doing really good is good, good enough. Mm -hmm. right? And if it is, then you're not ready and that's okay. And mm -hmm. so you sit in your season, but yeah. if it isn't, it's time to ask for help. 
and there's no shame in help. And there's no, you know, I had this conversation today with my soul sister and she was like, Kelly, ask for damn help, <laughs> you know, ask for help. And, uh, and it's true. We just need to reach out and ask for help when we are at, when we're at our brick wall. Mm -hmm. I love that. If, okay. One last, I know I said one last question. <laughs> I have one last question. Cause I could talk to you forever. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> if you could give one piece of advice to any woman listening to this about stepping into her authenticity, what would it be? I threw that one out. That's one, that one's no, no, it's okay. It's okay. Um, know who you're serving and why you're serving. Yeah. And why would be internalizing. Mm -hmm. What's your why? Mm -hmm. I know that's, that talks about often, but you can't, you can't chug if you have no idea what you're chugging for. Yep. And who, there's always something out there that we have to be in service for. We just have to figure out who it is. Yeah. And more than likely, it's going to be connected to something that you are passionate about. Because if you're not passionate about, more than likely, you don't have a purpose for it. Right. I think that's beautiful. And I think that's so true. And thank you. Honestly, thank you so much. This was such a beautiful, beautiful conversation. I'm so, so excited um, to hear everybody's favorite nuggets from it. Uh, before we sign off, tell my people, where can they find you? How can they get more of you and what you offer? Ooh. Um, so you can find me on Instagram. I am melissa.k.byers. Mm -hmm. And then you can find me on Facebook. I am Melissa Byers. <laughs> and right now I am in the process of reconstructing my website. So if you want to connect with me, those two areas, Perfect. Um, and I would love, love, love to hear from you. <laughs> and I will link those in the show notes so you guys can just click them and get where you're going. Thank you so, so much. I am so grateful that you are here and I can't wait for this to drop and people to get all the goodness. You are a badass. Thank you. Thank you. Bye girl. Bye girl. <laughs>